Hello, and welcome to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. My name is Jerry Crow, and I will be your teacher as we study the Word of God together. And now, today's lesson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Um, We are continuing in Matthew. Um, As you know, we're continuing to look at the first sermon that Jesus preached, as we have it recorded in Scripture, that we commonly call the Sermon on the Mount. Now, remember that Jesus is in Galilee, along the Sea of Galilee, on a mountainside, teaching the disciples he has just called to follow him at the end of chapter 4. We have looked at the first section, known as the Beatitudes, or the Blessed Are Verses, and seen how they relate to the life of the believer. Uh, We have seen how believers are to be salt and light in a world that wants neither of those things. We have seen the relationship between Jesus and what we call the Old Testament, specifically the Law of Moses, and even how we should react with the Law today as believers in Christ. Then we looked at extensive passages dealing with our hearts and motivations for doing things, in which Jesus opened up the law and expounded to us that we should not just look for the letter of the law, but the meaning of the law and how it begins with the heart of the person trying to be obedient. We have seen how seriously Jesus takes the covenant of marriage how it is a sacred act between a man and a woman and the consequences of breaking that covenant. We have seen that Jesus wants us to be people of integrity in everything that we do, not just in our words, but in our actions as well, even to the point of loving those who may seem to be most difficult to love. We have also seen that we are to do things for the glory of God only, not to be seen by others and have our reward from them, rather to be seen by God and have our reward from Him. Then in our last study together, we looked at prayer and how important it is for us to pray properly. Today, we are going to look at and answer the question, Who do you truly serve? And Jesus has a lot to say about this subject in our verses today. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 24. Let's turn there. He says, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters, 
for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Let us pray. Father God, you and you alone are our Redeemer, our Healer, our Hope, and our Friend. We ask that you would help us to open our ears to hear and our hearts and minds to understand your word today as we study together. We ask that your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, would speak to us today just as you spoke these words so many years ago. We ask that the Holy Spirit would be with us, illuminating your word to us today. We ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As we get into these verses, we're going to be breaking them down into four sections. The first section, verses 16 through 18, have to do with fasting, and more specifically, the motivation for fasting. Here we go again with the motivations. Similar to the motivation for prayer that we looked at last time, our reason for fasting should be to honor God, not ourselves. The second section, verses 19 through 21, have to do with our relationship to money. The third section, verses 22 and 23, relate to the importance of being clean inwardly. And then finally, the fourth section, verse 24, tells us that we must decide who we will serve in our lives. That's where we're going today. So, let's get started on our journey. We're going to start in verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will, op will reward you openly. I know so many people today who say that we do not need to fast, that that is under the law, that is part of the Old Covenant, and things of that nature. However, Jesus never said that fasting should be ended. In fact, he is giving instructions on how to fast in a God-honoring way in these verses. First... He is saying to us that fasting is an acceptable practice if it is done with the right heart and motivation. In other words, if you're going to fast, do it right. Do it for God, not for yourself, not for people to see you. Do it for God. Second, he is saying that fasting is to be a private matter between you and God only. Don't tell everybody that you're going to fast. That's what he's saying. Those who go around announcing their fast are in direct violation of what Jesus is teaching here. When churches call a church-wide fast, I know that in the Old Testament, they would call a nationwide fast for Israel. That's a completely separate matter. When the nation of Israel would fast, that was for a specific reason. Are we supposed to fast as a full 
solid church today? Is the entire church supposed to fast today? I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be a private individual matter. If one person in the church wants to fast, great. Do it. Fast for the for the church, for something going on in the church. Good. Do it. Don't tell everybody. It's what Jesus says. He says, don't tell everybody. Keep it secret. You know what? I'm going to step on some toes here, but I've never been one to apologize for that. But even those churches who keep the practice of Lent are in violation of this teaching. Your fasting is to be done so that only the Father sees that you are fasting. And then third and finally in this section, Jesus is teaching us here that when we fast properly, we will be rewarded by the Father who sees us. However, when we fast improperly, just like those who pray improperly, we are already rewarded by the people who see us fasting. All the things that we do as a service to God, giving, praying, fasting, all those things are to be done so that only God will know what we are doing. That's what Jesus has been telling the people here because they have seen the Pharisees doing all these things in such an open way that they did not truly understand that it was sinful. Now Jesus is telling them, do not be like the Pharisees who do these things to be seen by others, but to be seen only by the Father so that he can be the one who rewards you. Verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Like so many other verses and so many other topics throughout this sermon, Jesus is telling us here that we should be aware of what is motivating us, especially in the area of money and what we do with money. Now, money is a touchy topic for a lot of people, so we really need to listen to what Jesus is saying here. We should never want to have money just for the sake of having money so that other people can see that we have a lot of money. That is laying up treasures on earth. Instead, when we are blessed with an abundance of finances, we should be using that abundance to further the kingdom of God. Helping the poor, feeding those in need, housing those without shelter, all those other things that show the love of God to the people of the world. That's what it means to lay up treasures in heaven. Buying frivolous things is not laying up treasures in heaven. Now that doesn't mean that we have to wait until we have an extra million dollars to our name to do things for God. If you have more than what you need, 
share it with those who are less fortunate. Now, I know there are a lot of people out there who scam those who have a good and giving heart. But we shouldn't let that stop us from helping those who genuinely need our help. There are people out there who really, truly need help. And it's up to us to show them. God loves them. So do we. Verse 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. The eye here in these verses refers to the entryway to the heart, or more to the point, the inward man. What Jesus is trying to convey to us here is that we have two options. Either our eye can be good or our eye can be bad. In other words, we can choose to fill our inwardmost being with good and wonderful things, We can choose to look at pictures of mountains, rivers, seashores, and the most beautiful nature that God created for us to enjoy. We can even enjoy looking at man-made things, cars, city skylines, architectural marvels, and the like. As long as we see these things in the wonder of God who created us to be able to create them, it is still good. Or we can choose to look at other things. We can choose to use the eyes that God put in our heads to fill our minds with wickedness, perversity, death, murder, hatred, and other forms of sin. This is what Jesus means by having an evil eye or a bad eye. Notice what he says. You have one or the other, but you cannot have both. Either you can have a good eye that fills you with light, or you can have a bad eye that fills you with darkness. And Jesus says that the darkness that comes from having a bad eye is a great darkness. This goes to every area of our lives as well. We must take special care to fully understand what we put into our minds through our eyes. The things we watch on television, the things we see on the internet, and the things that we read can also have a profound effect on us. I'm reminded of a song we used to sing in Vacation Bible School when I was a child. One of the verses went, Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. How will you be cautious and careful of what you allow your eyes to see? Verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You must determine where your loyalties are going to be. 
Again, Jesus uses money as the example, but I do not think it is much of a stretch to apply the same principle to every aspect of our lives. Are we going to be loyal to God over everything else that may try to come in? What about these scenarios? Who will you be loyal to in each of the following situations? I want you to think about each one of these. God versus your job. God versus your friends. God versus your spouse. God versus your unbelieving family members. Or God versus your believing family members. God versus society. God versus popularity. God versus government. God versus education. God versus siblings. God versus the church. All of the passages we have looked at today have to do with asking and answering the questions, Who do you truly serve? Well, how do you answer that question in light of today's study? Do you serve yourself by letting others know you are fasting? Do you store up treasures in heaven or on earth? Is your eye filling you with light or darkness? And where do your loyalties ultimately lie? Who do you serve? You stand, as it were, upon a precipice overlooking the rest of your life. You have only two choices before you. You can choose to serve God, or you can choose to not serve God. The choice you make will determine not only the rest of your life, but the course of your eternity. To not choose to serve God will mean everlasting torment in a place called hell. To choose to serve God will mean eternal blessings in heaven. So I put it before you, just as Joshua did to the tribes of Israel at Shechem, Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you once again for the love that you have poured out upon us. We thank you for the word that you have given us that we may learn of you. Help us each and every day to make the choices that honor you. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Before you go, I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. Each one of these studies is, is enjoyable for me to do, and I pray that they are a blessing for you as well. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Jerry Crow Ministries or going directly to at Crow Ministries. That's at C-R-O-W. M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S Crow Ministries on those social media social media outlets. 
Uh, you can still check out our website at jerrycrowministries.com where we have resources including our blog and a page where you can donate to the ministry securely through PayPal. Any of it, any money given through that donate page will go directly to offset the cost of the podcast and the website and to help us further the work of the ministry. Thank you, and may God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Ancient Words, the Bible teaching podcast from Jerry Crow Ministries. We hope that you are encouraged by the Word of God. Remember to take a moment and look up today's scriptures and dig into the Word for yourself. For more information about Jerry Crow Ministries, please go to www.jerrycrowministries.com. There you can find information about the ministry, contact information, and catch up on some of our latest writings. Tune in next time for more biblical understanding. May God bless you and keep you in our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit.